Lancaster City only to find the Knights' headquarters partially destroyed and several of its inhabitants perished. Alistair Slate, their team leader, shows them a mysterious longsword apparently left behind by the assailants responsible for the attack. The team heads off into the mountains to track down the attacker. Meanwhile, Jarek, Deleth, Sarsa, Carver, and Branch seemingly perished at the hands of Gohal the Brutal, each find themselves facing a higher power beyond life itself. They are each sent back to the material plane somewhere in the desert of Red Basin. So our team in Red Basin finds themselves in the middle of the desert, each of you coming to at around the same time, regaining consciousness as you have all come back to this material plane after a visit with each of your deities in what can only be described as the luckiest of luckiest events that has ever happened in the history of the realms that you happen to not meet your end, but rather meet your deity and then find your way back to the material plane. And you each stand up and Gekish is there as well. And you all kind of relay this uh, same experience that you all kind of had. And you're feeling the, uh, you're feeling the weight of whatever your body had to go through to transport through space and time to re-guide you here and as a result each of you has lost a level each of you has lost a level from your character oh. from before oh boy. and so with that like coming to you just feel a sense of, of weakening a sense that uh, something has been lost in the transfer but you have made it out somehow with your lives this is essentially kind of like the worst hangover I've ever had. I don't understand what has happened. I feel like we were there and then I was talking with someone that had much more power than I did. They were omnipresent. They were in my head. Yet nowhere. Well, that's what a god does. A branch saw a big a squirrel. I did not see a squirrel. It was very big. It would uh, be hard to miss. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh. What's it's wrong, Jarek? What is the problem, Jarek? Dark Harbor. Jarek looks at just like an open patch of sand, and he keeps like moving his hand at it and moving his hand at it and he's trying to make one of his little sand castles and he can't. Oh, man. I just learned that. Carver Carver says, wait a minute, and then opens up his um, little chest pocket and tries to call out Chisel. So uh, Chisel is not a, a part of you in there, but after some time... Chisel? Much longer... Chisel? looks around 
And then Chisel makes their way back to you. Yay! Huzzah! Just lands on Carver's finger and says, I'm glad you are still intact. Batteries recharge. All right, so uh, it's good that we're all here. Gekish, I feel like you might have been a good choice in that scenario. Hey, uh, what can I say? Uh, it all just works out for Gekish. I feel like maybe uh, I, I pushed us, for one, a little, little bit into a situation that, in retrospect, I don't know if we were quite ready to handle. And oh, you don't say. Yeah. Uh, so I really, it's, I'm happy to see you all and appreciate that we're not dead. Although, I mean, this is just a kind of like a big open plane. It looks like where we left from. So I assume this is the same plane we left from, but, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. And, um, you know, I, I'm sorry. A branch forgives, uh, Jericho man. Well, I'm quite used to being disappointed in you, so, you know, no harm, no foul. At least you lived up to your name, Jarek the Disappointment. Oh, thank you, Carver. Wait, I thought it was uh, Jarek the Unfortunate. He can be both. Yeah, I go by a lot of names. Um, the Disfortunate. Uh, Jarek the uh, Killing All of His Friends. Okay. I am not capable of forgiveness. <laughs> I feel but like I did we've... notice the error in your ways. Mm-hmm. Thank you hey, for pointing hey, it out. Now look, now look here. Let me tell you something about Jarek the unfortunate. He might be unfortunate. He might be. Uh, he might have bad things happen to him. But his heart was in the right spot. He was the first one to stand up there and say, "Let my friends go." He was the first one to stand up there and say, "We got to save my people, the Afriti people." He's trying to help and change the world. Uh, he was also uh, the first one to uh, die. Well, that's true. So he's the bravest one of all. Well, if you think about it, what do you think we should do now? Anyone, Gekish, Jarek? Does anybody have a sense of where we are? I probably would we just are from in the desert. My internal GPS or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finally you reboot and you're like, yeah, I know right. Recalibrating. We're not coming back with like full health and spell slots, right? Like we're probably pretty haggard. Technically, uh, well, okay, I'm going to be a bit of a rules lawyer. When you come back to life, you are you have four points of exhaustion. Rules, rules, rules. Rules, rules, rules. And you know it what? takes like Let's either rules, greater rules. restoration or like a, a day for each point of exhaustion. I'm going to cut that down just because I don't think we want to die again in the desert. Do, uh, <laughs> a week-long uh, spa spa treatment to get you back in. But We're also kinda... that sounds fabulous. <laughs> we, then we can kind of yada, yada, yada that. Um Bonus content on the Patreon for um, the the spa day to recover and get Jarek you guys spa back. Jarek's spa day. The, the hot tub session. After kind of getting your bearings and kind of looking around, it seems like you're within a few miles of where you were. You can see that there's the large mountain range that's to the east of you. And you're in that dunish, sandy area that was the desert leading up to these mountains. So you think you're somewhere back in that desert that you came from. It doesn't seem like you're not in a completely foreign desert. You're in that same desert. And to Gekish, he kind of uh, gets to the top of a dune, looks around, and he says, oh, yeah, I, I think I know where we are. I, well, at least if I start walking, um, you know, probably I'll, I'll end up where I'm supposed to be. So, uh, and uh, hey, isn't that your friend? Hmm? What? 
Hey, which friend? Uh, your uh, your buddy that uh, you came you came to the town with. You guys, Remy, uh, perception, head up. Oh, perception uh, check. Uh, <laughs> is it uh, Remy? Rem, Remy? You guys make it uh, up to where Gekish is, and uh, sure enough, you see uh, Remy uh, coming towards you guys uh, through the desert. Hmm. This is just surreal. Hey, Remy. Hail, friends. Are you okay? Yeah, hail. No, not ah. really. Fred. I saw a bright. There was a bright, a bright light, like a, like a. Like a falling star, like a, a meteor falling to the sky from the sky in the middle of the day. We thought you were heading back to the city to try to investigate the helm. What happened? I did that. I've I've concluded my meetings and my investigation. What happened with uh with Gohal the brutal? We had some. Were you able to defeat him? Well, no. Hey, wait. Uh, wait. Have were we, we able gone, to defeat uh, him? By the way, I don't. I was. No, it we died. Were, we did not. We yeah, definitely okay. did not oh, defeat Jarek, him. Kind of the same went, way. Same way it started. Kind of fantastically bad, okay. actually. Yeah, we've had some yes, physical and existential bad. crises. Uh, it's been a long journey. Um, Remy, how long hey. has it been since we have seen you last? Uh, a, a day. So we have uh, not been gone that long. Eh, eh, Remy, we all uh, died because of Jarek, and. Uh, <laughs> What? J- Jarek, you killed them? No, no. Jarek the Disfortunate. directly. I, Gohal the Brutal, is yes. lived up to his name and was like, not even, we were like bugs on his windshield, if that's a thing that people have here. And uh, he killed all of us in sort of a, like a trapped arena, fiery, miserable, hellish uh, ants being stuck. Stepped, burned by like a magnifying glass of like a horrible toddler. Just Jarek was first. Yeah. And then Sarsa was last. We all uh, came back uh, and not, we're not sure. I, we all had visions or or we met gods or, I mean, I met Torm maybe and, um, you met Torm? Yeah, like in his like palacey thing up in the celestial realm, wherever that is. And he said, I wasn't supposed to be here. And here we are. And uh, it seems like everybody kind of had a... This is Gekish the Lucky. You met him earlier. It's a good chance yes. he met. It had yes. something to do with that. I communed um, with a mechanical omnipresent voice that spoke to me through a dual plane. A branch branch met a uh, squirrel who gave him a stick. Also, look, see that patch of see that patch of sand right there. This this happened, and I just chatted again and again. Nothing happens. See a, that? A a, a, a gekish. A, what what did uh, what did you see? A um, you know, I I was uh, like on this. Uh, like this road, right? And it was uh, like it was made of rainbows. And uh, there was this one part where if I if I jumped at the right spot, I could jump ahead on the rainbows. And then I was up ahead on the rainbows. Uh, and, you know, I would go by and I'd pick up these banana peels. I'd throw them behind me and then... Sounds like you know, a very after, like, moving three, experience. Yeah, you're you know, like on foot. Three cycles. It's like walking what? through rainbows. 
you know, I was real close to the ground, but I was mm-hmm. going fast. Huh. Yeah. And if I held ah while I went around, I could really, I could really scoot around a turn. You know what I mean? Like in some so, kind of vehicle. Uh, yeah, some sort of like moving cot. Weird. I hope you wouldn't fall off that rainbow surface. It seems quite dangerous. It it was dangerous. It seemed like a lot of the places had rails, but this one didn't have rails, and that's what made it unique and special. Hmm. Anyway, after three laps, I was here, so there we go. Delith, where were you? I was in a pub. A pub. So you didn't die? I'm pretty sure I was dead. But I was also in a pub. That sounds nice. As you guys are all uh, talking, Remy reaches into his uh, his pack and he slowly puts on his um, the, <laughs> the helm, helm of, of true insight. As you guys are all talking, and continues to kind of uh, nod along to the story while wearing uh, the helmet there. And eventually, um, is is, kinda... is Remy basically Doctor Fate at this oh. point? <laughs> Just <laughs> I, I haven't kept up with Comic Book Keeper, so I don't know who that is. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, I, I, I well, let me tell you. <laughs> okay, no. Well, the DC Pantheon. <laughs> oh no, no. Yellow helmet. <laughs> Different pod. Anyway, the 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 helmet. Yes. Uh, so he goes, huh? I can't believe that's true. That's miraculous. That's the the word of legend that is remarkable it's been a day i'm rather tired i should like to uh freshen up a little bit get a little bit of rest and maybe even have a point and maybe figure out what we're going to do next because we're obviously outclassed and outmatched by the brutal mm-hmm. jerick yeah you told me when we talked before in in town that we help people. Yeah. It seems that by taking on this job and trying to take care of Gohal by ourselves, we're not helping these people. We're doing it for them. Wouldn't helping them help themselves be the right way to help them? Showing them how to fight and fighting with them instead of doing it for them. Well, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Certainly, uh, Plan A didn't work out super great. I mean, we did talk to them about coming with us or fighting with us, and they didn't seem up for it. And uh, perhaps they need uh, to be convinced. Maybe. I mean, in that mode of thinking, maybe what's best for them is is wherever they're headed. I I don't know when. After you meet a god, you get kind of philosophical. Oh, God, there'll be no living with him now. You know what? I feel like... I I lower my voice. This seems like a bad thing, but I feel like this might finally get her over the creme brulee thing because uh, she's going to make fun of me for this instead. So I'm starting to, I'm trying to, I'm starting to have a positive outlook. What is the creme brulee thing? No, no, no. (laughs) Carver says very loud. Oh, Carver, now that's a story. Let's get walking. We can talk and walk. (laughs) Remy, can we, let's, maybe we can find a bed tonight. We could, we could use a rest. 
All right, have you ever heard of Gordon Ramshead? I have not. Godron Ramshead. No, I haven't. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, Branch has been told this story, but Branch likes to hear it. Please tell it again. Let's tell Chris the story of the episode that he DM'd and see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> tell it back to me and we'll see how accurate it is. <laughs> All right, so um, Remy says we're actually a, a good distance from town. When I saw the... When I saw the lights coming from the sky, I, I started walking towards it. So we're a good ways from town. We might have to stay out here, but I do have something for it. And he, uh, he produces a, a scroll, a spell scroll. says, if anybody's magically inclined and could read this, uh, it could provide a shelter for some time. Well, if it was some kind of ritual, I could copy that into my... Uh tome uh pact of the tome book and i could learn it myself and cast it on most of the time uh, but oh no i don't have that anymore so i got nothing who else who else can know spells that i used to be able to cast i mean jarek you know that i've been known to cast a spell or two well, i have, have I, I have uh no spells but i have um abilities through um some of my constructed materials that i might be able to uh, use arcane nature to take on this ability. Branch also uh, knows uh, spells, but uh, maybe Sarsa seems like uh, the good choice here. And he uh, hands hands the scroll over to Sarsa and says, uh, "Perhaps if you could read this aloud." You tell me. <laughs> All right, and so uh, you you do. And uh, is this a hut or a mansion? <laughs> uh, in the um. In the desert, these forms start to appear, and the sand levels off, and before you, a uh, massive building, a giant structure, uh, of a pops hut. up from the sand, and then it blows away, and there's a little hut. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Oh. It's the mansion. Hey. You get the mansion. Yay. No switcheroo. So the big mansion is there. Mordenkainen's magnificent mansion. Mm-hmm. The butlers come, and they, they do their little thing. He says, you, you all look exhausted. You, you look terrible. Whatever has happened to you is clearly taken a toll. Why don't you rest, relax, and when you're ready, I have some things that I need to tell you. So meet me in the, in the grand ballroom Boy, and we'll... <laughs> so, so point of interest uh, with, with the mansion, it, it forms in whatever form and design that Sarsa being the caster wants it to look like. Oh, so no. it could be it could be a one story beach villa, it could be a five story whatever. You design It's like a ship on top of a ship on top of a <laughs> ship on top of a ship with a bar. Inside of it inside of a distillery. So we, so we yeah. walk in and what do we see? Uh, when you walk in you see um, uh, you know like okay like imagine like a medieval tiki bar like like you know like whenever you go to those tiki bars and they have all the nautical stuff on the walls like like the old like brass compasses and like the hanging rope like glow lanterns um and there's kind of like and there's like white rope lanterns like you've ever seen those round like glass ones with like the rope around them uh they're like white and they're giving off almost like a bluish white like hue uh, and there's lots of old uh redwood and brass uh accents um there just seems to be tables with a lot of 
uh, whiskey around. I don't know why. It's, <laughs> it's really impressive, but the lighting is kind of like this moody. Uh, is there service it, staff? Uh, yeah, there, there's a uh, there's uh, staff, and they're all like uh, incredibly attractive and, and helpful, and heavily tattooed. Jason Momoa is of all shapes and sizes. <laughs> yes. Mm. This is quite impressive. Not what I thought about, but it definitely <laughs> seems to have a feel that would be appealing to you, Sarsa. I. Might never leave. All the staples and necessities that you need uh, are there, including turkey legs. And chimichangas. Uh, and and changas. Mm. So you, you all uh, are able to rest and relax and uh, regain your, uh, at least your, your hit points and your spell slots. You're able to rid yourself of the exhaustion that you felt. You're still unleveled still deleveled but um feeling as tip-top as you can um actually before you guys came into the mansion and kind of uh bunkered down gekish ended up heading out into the desert back towards the the Fritchie tribe so i mean we can't be more than a day away from anything because that's the entirety of the time that we were yeah okay so if you want to like get out the map and draw like it's it's far enough that it's not it's not like you just can walk over there um, but you know, what if I were a camel? You probably do okay. But Gekish, he's so lucky he might just you know stumble over a. I'm sure he'll let him know. Uh, he'll take a sled down in or something. There's something will <laughs> a bird will pick him up to eat him, but he'll end up dropping into a you know a pillow factory or something, and everything works out for him with so. omelets. With omelets. So he's basically so he's basically Domino. I love it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Carver asks Sarsa and says. Is there a workshop or some place where I can make some things in this place? Boat. Well, I'm sure that the third bar down the way uh, probably has uh, enough accoutrement because the, you have to make the cask. So uh, have at it. All right. I'll look there. And Carver just kind of walks away looking very determined as a Warforged can. There's an entire Coopersmith station for making barrels for, um, for distilling, so it's it's quite well, well stocked with tools. You, you but like to get to it, you have to pass by like two very full bars. <laughs> and if you hit the fourth bar, you've gone too far. All right. So eventually, uh, after you guys are kind of uh, licked your wounds and uh, come back together with Remy. Um, he, he kind of sits down with everybody and he says, I know that I've been keeping things from you and I know that it has seemed at, at times like I haven't been truthful to you. And I know the first part of our journey was to acquire this helm. And I know that you guys had taken it from me at some point to analyze it or look at it. Oh man, really? And I thought that went so well. It did, but I, I talked to Chisel, and Chisel t- just told me. Oh, traitor. Uh, Chisel's very nice. Uh, Branch thought you would figure it out from uh, wearing the helm, since it gives you such good insight. That's a good point. I don't think Chisel would right. betray us. <laughs> no, Chisel, I threw Chisel under the bus. I, I apologize. <laughs> it was the helm itself um, that allowed me to gain that insight. 
Um, but uh, to be fully transparent and honest with all of you, we have to establish trust. And he takes out the helm and he removes the cloth from it and he sets it on the center of the table. And he says, if any of you would like to wear it and ask me any questions, I have a story to tell you about what's been, about what's been going on and what I think is happening. Why don't you tell us the story first? And then we can follow up with the questions after. Branch is going to put the helm on. Okay. Uh, Branch wants to know uh, why you need this helm, uh, why you are gathering us, uh, what is your story, uh, what is going on. Carver comes back. I was able to find the third bar. Thank you. All right. Remy says, Jarek... Branch and Sarsa, when I first joined up with you guys, my mission was to find this helmet. And it was a mission that the people that I was contacting with, who I get my orders from, weren't terribly thrilled that I was pursuing. But I decided to go along with that plan anyway. So they did not want me to to acquire this helm. And I began to feel that the people communicating to me weren't entirely honest. And I knew that having the helm would help me figure out what their motives were. The communication that we use, and he pulls out the small disc-like communicator that the other team has seen used a lot of times. And he, set it, he sets it down. It opens up into the blue portal that generates the blue light that you guys had seen before. And he says... This communication portal is protected, and so I don't know who's speaking on the other side. Just the same on the other side, they don't know necessarily who I am. And we talk through code names. And the person on the other end, I know only is Longbow, and that they're a high-up knight in, in the Knights Intelligence Network, and that our job is to try and find knights who have defected and to make sure that we aren't being fooled, to make sure that people are vetted, and we've had a crisis of knights joining up who have been saboteurs and spies and assassins. And so our job was to help root these out. And I knew that the helm was a powerful object. You all remember Cass, Sarsa? Yeah. And yes, I've been trying to forget him. And he says, that's when I, I really knew that something was going on when he betrayed me um, because it was Longbow who made the connection to have Cass find us and for us to find Cass. So that seemed like a strange coincidence that he would be in such a dire situation and suddenly find us in the middle of the desert. I've been communicating with them using the helm. And what I can tell is that whoever my initial handler was, has changed or their motives have changed and they're now outright lying to me. The helm is powerful enough that I can tell even through the protected layer. I get insight into their motives and the whatever motive they have is not the same as it was. You think Longbow is a different person or Longbow's motivation has changed? I don't know. It could be the same person with different motivations. It could be a, a different person entirely. I honestly don't know it. I can't tell. Do, do they look roughly the same height and maybe like width 
Like, are their shoulders any bigger? Hmm. You, you said you don't see them. Computer analyzed. Correct. I, I only see a I only see a figment, a, a so, shadow of a person. So they don't see you, so they don't know if you are wearing the helm. Correct. That's why I was able to wear the helm. They think that the helm was destroyed, that Cass succeeded in his mission. They were genuinely surprised that I got onto the communication network again, uh, assumably thinking that Cass had succeeded. Is it getting kind of weird in here? And we look around, and like being John Malkovich, all of the servants are currently looking like Cass. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, come on, focus. Cass, 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 hey, Cass, hey, Cass, hey. Cass, 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 I'm Cass. sorry, but you oh, keep bringing oh, Would you like another up? whiskey? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my oh, fault. Oh. You guys keep bringing him up. And I mean, he was a handsome fella. All right, let's just get and, there. And like a little bit treacherous, which is kind of my type. They're right. The betrayal made him kind of like dangerous and a little more edgy, right? Right, Jarek, yeah. you know no. you know this about yeah, it. Yeah, I hear you. Let's just let's just move forward. Remy? Question. Uh, yes. So Branch has been wearing this helm the whole time. Yeah. Does he get any sense of... Any particular insight? Roll insight plus <laughs> From, 20. <laughs> roll an insight plus 20, my friend. Okay. Uh, 38. <laughs> Dang. A 38 insight. There's not, not, a, uh, not a drop of uh, hesitation um, of lying in his, uh, in his voice. He knows that you know everything that he's going to say and whether it's truthful or not. So um, it doesn't, you know... It's as clear as day, as clear as you've ever been. Um, you've ever had a feeling in your deepest gut, you'd know that he's telling the truth. Cool. Then Branch is just sort of uh, nodding along as, you, as, as Remy is talking. Uh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remy says, my most recent communication, which was only, only several hours ago before we met, they were under the impression that um, you guys had all perished well, they weren't wrong I, I i suppose so but that raises a lot of questions uh for me about what they know and how they know it they asked me to meet up with some other knights to uh meet another team of knights and to join them and to help them out uh, i think they're setting me up for a trap and they're going to finally finish me off so I accepted that I was going to uh, meet, meet those contacts. And you'd like our help? I think that, at least for you, Jarek, and for you, Branch, and for you, Sarsa, that the very fabric of the organization we've claimed fealty to is at stake. The very soul of the, of the entire realms lies in the balance. And that what's going on is going to the highest levels. Not exactly a good time in the realms for the knights to be falling apart. You think it's salvageable? I mean, this sounds big. It sounds too corrupt. There's not many more people of seniority than me, and there's not more people within the intelligence network beyond us. It is, relatively speaking, a small organization. So whatever it is, we're close to the, to the core of it. Whether that means we can stem that and root everything else out, I don't know. Do you have any idea of 
who could be behind this outside of corrupt knights, but maybe there's a controlling force, uh, some sort of greater evil that might be influencing. I mean, certainly we know that throughout all the realms, great evil has shown itself. Powerful armies have, have risen up, and unspeakable evils that we thought were only of myth and legend have come to life in the last many months, and this could be a manifestation of that. Well, I was kind of hoping that my uh, curse to always dive headfirst into uh, unspeakable odds in the name of lost causes maybe went away when I was resurrected, but uh, I guess not. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to help you. I don't speak for anybody else. But I suppose that settles it, Naiman. Branch, you've been wearing the helmet. Uh, ev- everything that uh, Remy says uh, is true, unless uh, the helm doesn't work. But uh, uh, Branch is in. Branch will help. Hopefully Branch does not die again. I know that whatever the situation was in there with Gohal, the fact that um, both you, Carver, and Deleth saw the fight to the very end, is surely an act of bravery. And I think some of these knights could speak for that. I could definitely speak for the bravery that you showed in the ascertainment of the helm in the initial part of our journey. Sarsa, oh. Branch, Jarek? Hey, we're doing the thing! Uh, uh, yes, uh, Branch uh, knows that these are both uh, very uh, good people. Uh, honorable and uh, trustworthy. Hey, Carver, you know that thing that I told you about that you overheard that was supposed to be a secret, but, like, it wasn't a secret? Uh, Yes. Well, I think you've earned it, buddy. I think you're one of us. You think you'll do good, no matter what, to help people who are in need? I want to be able to help. And I feel like that's something that I can do as I'm learning these new abilities that I somehow already know. Well, what's important is every time that we've been with you, where you had the opportunity, you have. You too, Deleth. And that's important. Deleth, what say you? Will you join, will you join the Knights of the Realm and defend them? Whew, well, you drive a hard bargain. I mean, a couple days ago I was tied up by some goblins, but generally undisturbed, and... Now I've just happened to die, uh, come back to life, and uh, I'm being asked to help rescue an organization from its own destruction and betrayal by its own people. It's yeah, but you get a really cool-looking tattoo. Oh, well, the tattoo sounds pretty great, yeah. I see how that takes some of the shine off of this situation, but what we're going to do is reclaim the ideals of the organization and restore it to what it needs to be. You've heard of the Knights of the Realm. You know the stories. It's a good gig, Deleth. I mean, you've already died, so what's the worst that could happen? Exactly. Uh, well, uh, you, you know what? That's, that's a fair point. I've already died. But what is the worst that can happen? I'm curious about Deleth's uh, intentions here. Well, he seems pretty wary, but um, 
also he <laughs> he he believes that uh the the existence of god has been proven and in particular uh a god of good fortune and um favoring the odds so you know if you're gonna gamble on something you might as well gamble on the first thing that gets presented to you when you come back to life yeah Jarek is feeling all kinds of like deep misery guilt horribleness for just having to lead his feeling compelled to lead his friends and people he cares about and loves into a situation that had no way out and there was all the signs that that was true and it wasn't that he didn't see those it was that he didn't see necessarily anything else we could do and everything in his heart was to fight to the death to save anybody he could and he did and he failed and he's absolutely like racked with guilt and terror that this the same same thing is going to happen again but he still has this sense of this what else are we going to do we got to try and that compulsion is terrible so carver will take off the helm and hand it back to remy and he goes over to delith and says there's no way to know but We'll do this together. Fortune favors the bold, my friend. Yep. And he kind of puts out his handshake as he's seen humanoids do. Mm-hmm. His his hand. And he'll offer it to Delith. He goes in for the handshake. And, okay. He's firm, but steady. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then they'll, they'll shake hands, and then he goes over to Jarek and says, I do not blame you, but I do consider you a friend now. And I will be I will be proud to join you, even if it means that we that we fail again. But I will be happy to follow you. Jarek probably tears up a little bit and says, "All right, well, um, I think we all kneel down together, and uh, there's some words to uh, to make this official." Remy stands, and he says. For generations, the Knights of the Realms have stood as a force for good and defenders of the innocent. We owe fealty to no ruler. We seek no tribute of coin nor esteem. We pledge ourselves to the unconditional defense of the good and the innocent. And on this day, two knights have been nominated to join the Order. You've been observed by a Knight of the Realm to act by the rules in accordance with our credo. The knights are called on when good is needed and evil makes itself known. In order to be inducted into the Knights of the Realm, a candidate has to be engaged in three acts of valor. Deleth Carver, upon your word and honor do you pledge yourself to the defense of the good and innocent people of these realms, to stand up when needed and place the well-being of others before your own at any cost. Affirmative. I do. Then let us rise together as Knights of the Realms. And the ceremony is complete. <laughs> Alright, now we have to do the ceremonial shot of whiskey. Yeah. Look, look at this. Look at your arm. Huh? I got one too. Huh? Remy Remy pulls up his sleeve and you see that uh now a magical tattoo has formed uh on your arm. And when you uh you now see that that tattoo is emblazoned on the arms of Jarek, Branch, Sarsa, and of Remy. And now each of you has that as well. How'd you do that, you scamp? It's part of the magic of the knights, baby. Knight stuff. 
Night stuff. And then you can turn it on and you can turn it off and it, is, it can be hidden. All right, so after some uh, revelry and excitement and uh, various good times being had by all, Remy finally says, it is about time for me to begin the journey to rendezvous with what I assume is a trap. Uh, if you guys will follow me, it could very well be certain death, but knowing that each of you has had a second chance, uh, I feel a little more comfortable uh, traveling with you, if you'll come. Hey, hey, hey Remy, Remy Hulman, uh, yes. hey, where, where are we going? Where, what is the location, the destination? Uh, it, is, it is deep in the, the mountains again. Uh, through a series of mine tunnels. I, I'm not sure where you guys had, had, had been. It may, it may be close to that, or it could be another way. I know that these mountains are a common... Uh, there's certain passages and slot canyons where uh, people make their way through to get to uh, the, the coastal eastern section of the world here. All right, back into the mines and uh, what's likely a trap and certain death. We all ready for round two on this? Except for the death part, yes. Okay. I just have a little bit more whiskey from sweet Cass waiter number eight. Yeah, I'm going to pour my own if you don't mind. That's fine. <laughs> Here's some more. Here's some more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> thanks, man. Great. Oh, love that guy. It is time to head back into the desert. But, but and... before we leave the mansion, Carver... Um, will go up to Sarsa. Um, this is after a long rest and says, I made something for you. For me? Yes. You seem to be always in need of something. And while I might not be able to quench your thirst, perhaps this will help for a certain amount of time. And he hands her this, um, this stein, this kind of mug uh, <gasps> with a handle. And it's got... Um, it's carved of uh, wood and and kind of a metal infusion. And in the metal, there's these little waves. And there's a ship on the waves um, that's that's sailing out to sea with with a gust of of kind of nautical Aww. wind. And he says, "Here you go, Carver. This is proper pretty. Thank you. You can drink whatever you like in it. Well, that's." Typically how cups work, yes. No, I mean, it, it is a magical arcane mug. You can ask it to fill itself, and it will fill itself. What? All right. Um, how about a pint of ale? And it slowly fills with this nice, frothy <gasps> ale. Oh, time. no. Her eyes like go super <laughs> wide and she just like starts to tear up and cannot speak like sobbing into the cup like <laughs> did i did i make something wrong should i continue to tinker with it <laughs> it's a good thing he looks at jarek and he's like what, what, what happened no just thumbs up she, you, you got it she is leaking water she's gonna be like this for a while okay She says thank you. And she just gives a big hug to Carver and probably spills the beer like everywhere. So you have an alchemy jug. Yay! 
so like what so is it like 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 I'm assuming non-magical liquids like uh it, it's it's an item you can look it up but um, I believe it's any liquid I don't think it fills any... with like healing Lava. potion yeah no. I can't do like like but I could do like engine oil or yeah Coke you can create oil and stuff like that Zima oh bringing it back it's back baby Sweet, I have a self-filling jug. Living the dream. Sarsa is, oh my God, this is so, this is not okay. Filled with white claws. Um, and then, and then uh, Carver's gonna go over to, to Jarek. Uh, I also have something I made for you. I, I had to give up, I uh, no longer have my returning um, blade that was an infused item i found out so um but i made something for you to use as well and uh i noticed that sometimes you have trouble uh perceiving and, and getting out of the way of things so I, I made you this this cloak <laughs> and he hands you a he hands you a very intricately woven um but but very precisely detailed uh green and sort of amethyst sheen cloak wow this is impressive it's a, it's swooshy he puts it on does it have a hood or is it just like it, it has a hood talking cape so when you put the hood on uh you have uh you have advantage on dexterity stealth checks made to hide um the the whole cloak camouflages to hide you wow and and people that have perception checks to see you have disadvantage. Awesome. Look how swishy and gallant it is. He kind of spins around and like walks so that it like picks up the air and swooshes out all cool. This is awesome, Carver. Uh, so you have a cloak of elven kind. Sweet. Chris gives the best gifts in and out of game. So the gifts are exchanged and um, you guys head back out into the desert the mansion uh, behind you um, shrinks up just like the house at the end of Poltergeist and just... Shook. So you guys uh, begin to head uh, back towards the mountains and Remy follows uh, the map. And while it's hard to tell because these mountains are so arid and without... It's not tree-lined. It doesn't have a, a an alpine line. It doesn't have snow at the top. It's hard to really tell whether this is mountains that you've been near before or uh, that you haven't. After a while, you guys go into this uh, narrow canyon, and you're following uh, a small stream. Eventually, you see that there is a carved tunnel that looks like it was mined out. It doesn't look like a natural cave, uh, but one that is buttressed with wood as you guys begin to head into this cave. Is there anything before you guys are enter the darkness um, that you would want to do outside first before going inside? Yes. Can I just make note of where the sun is relative to us? So as you guys, um, the sun is beginning to set almost directly behind you um, in the west, obviously. Uh, who's, who's like going first? Like who's leading the way? Uh, Remy has the map and has been leading the way for you guys, and um, he's continuing to do so unless somebody wants to take. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, then real quick just uh, put a hand on Remy's shoulder and cast guidance. Say, all right, you get us through this. 
and Carver Carver will say, "Oh, I, I will help some of us out as well." And uh, opens up, and these th- these three little beetles walk out, and they kind of like you know uh, open up their wings, and, like, and one of them lands on on Delith, and one of them lands on Branch, and then one of them lands on uh, Sarsa, and um, they they just kind of like. Uh, latch onto your neck and I'm like oh these these will help you and um you feel the branches had a bad experience with this <laughs> okay but they, but they kind of just like sit on your head and they kind of crawl up and they just go bzz, bzz. and um and you feel bolstered with toughness and resolve and uh this this casts aid on you um so you have uh an increase of five temporary hit points for eight hours nice hey five you said five nice uh, Del- Delith comments. Does this does this give anyone else deja vu? Sort of heading into a dark cave, to a certain ambush. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm not exactly cave. feeling good about this right now. Uh, last time a uh, a creature sat on a branch's neck, uh, it was not good. <laughs> uh, caves also bad. I can have the creature move to a different part of your anatomy. Eh. I trust you. Would you prefer okay. the creature move to your belly button, or perhaps your the back of your knee, or perhaps in between your thumb and your forefinger, or perhaps uh, under your neck, or perhaps under your groin, or perhaps under uh, your? <laughs> he just keeps. Hey, let us let us leave it where it okay. is. It is okay. Thank thank you, uh, uh, Carver. And <laughs> man, what Great, a I'm glad night! He said all that. What a night. Um, I'm done. And uh, Remy uh, turns to all of you and he says, um, stay hidden, but stay close. And begins to head into the cave. Hello, listeners of The Roll Table. This is Jeff, your DM for Season 4. Welcome to another episode, Midpoint. Wanted to plug a couple things for you. We started using this mapping tool called owlbear.rodeo and you can go on there it's pretty neat you jump on and you can have people uh, come on and you can make an interactive map for your D&D sessions you can add stuff move things around and you can do it all in real time so it's pretty cool check it out owlbear.rodeo if you're doing some distance D&D campaigns a cool tool to check out and we're still looking for local game stores bookstores and comic book stores you can let us know about your favorites on our twitter it's at rolled table let us know who we can highlight hey we're also on this thing called clubhouse now i don't know what it is it's supposed to be just for the apple device users so if you have an apple device you can look for clubhouse maybe it's an app or something anyway it seems like it's pretty cool zach's running some fun stuff over there so you can interact with us there on clubhouse And we want to give a shout out to a Clubhouse podcast that has come online. I know we only post every two weeks. And if you're needing a little more D&D in your life, this new podcast is only a few episodes in. So we want to highlight them. It's Venture Fourth Podcast. It's a D&D actual play, kind of like ours. But if you're looking for something new to dive into and join along the way, then it's Venture Fourth Podcast for you. The best way to support us, of course, is to leave that rating and review. If you haven't done so yet, we'd, we'd sure love that. Five stars, a review, a rating, we'd really like that. 
You can interact with us on social media. We got Instagram and Twitter. It's at Roll Table. We run a pretty cool Discord server. So if you're on Discord, come and find us over there. It's Knights of the Roll Table on Discord. We do fun things like share artwork, talk about Dungeons and Dragons, talk about new characters, and all that kind of stuff. So come over, talk to us. It's a good time. Some of the music you're hearing is from our very own Weston Gardner. And you can find him on Patreon as Arcane Anthems. And Chris Daly is doing all our art and our maps. He has a Patreon called Dungeon Head, so check him out over there. You can get awesome character designs made up for your own characters, or you can take a look at some of his free designs he has available. It's at Dungeon Heads on Twitter, Instagram, and you can check him out with his other podcast, Comic Book Keepers. If you want to get in contact with us, it's Knights of the Roll Table at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. We know we are not the only D&D actual play podcast. There's a ton out there, and they're all great. So we thank you for giving our little podcast a chance. That's all for our announcements. Now, go out, get that vaccine, and then make life an adventure. Meanwhile, at the outskirts of Caster City, the team with Alistair Slate, you guys had your uh, communing with the mushroom people ceremony. That was interrupted by returning to Caster City and finding the burning remains of the Knights' headquarters there uh, in ruin, in the city in chaos, as an explosion had happened there. You guys tried to help people. You tried to help pull people out, and you were able to uh, help who you could. You found Alistair, and he informed you that there was an attack on the Knights' headquarters and that he knew who the culprit was. And he said for all of you to uh, join him in tracking them down. And you uh, headed out west to uh, head into the mountains. There was information and intel that he was following to get to uh, the that they had tracked the person who had uh, set the explosion off. So that's that's where we uh, joined this group. Anything else to um, note or think about as we're starting here? Anything you guys need um, right up to speed? Did Dagani survive? Um, at last uh, check-in, it seemed like... Um, people there were uh, not confident in her survival. So very, very likely Dagani did not make it. <laughs> Dagani! Oh, She's no. Dagoner. She believed in my cooking. That makes me real sad. We're gonna find whoever did this. We, we will. And we are we're we're right on their tail. We know we can catch up to them, but we have to we have to keep moving. And how do you know they have a tail? Uh, no, I mean we're we're following them quickly. Oh, I, I see. Biscuit. Uh, all right. Okay. Yes. Okay, Wordplay cool. is not exactly your strong suit. No, no, it's not. I take things pretty literally. We think that uh, we think that whoever this is 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 another defected knight. Maybe somebody who uh, even worked even worked with us. And do you know? Who, and do you know who that is? We only could uh, really use the scry spell to really just kind of detect a certain person, 
and uh, we don't know who they are exactly, but we're we're following them in, and we have. I'm still in contact with uh, Longbow to make sure that we're getting all the most relevant information. Well, let's head on out and get them scoundrels. All right, you guys are heading through, and it's it's really intense. You guys are Alistair is keeping a, an insane pace as you are heading through the jungle. Eventually, the jungle uh, heads into a, a rockier region, and having if you only had more time, this seems like uh, there's beautiful waterfalls coming down as the uh, jungle is reaching these these rocky mountains here. Um, everybody go ahead and roll a uh, survival check to see how well you guys are able to keep up with Alistair here to give us a, a sense of how well you're navigating this terrain. 13. 13, 5. I've got a plus 6 and I got an 8 total. <laughs> Okay, 13 our highest then. 22. 14, 14 wow. and 22. All right, so Igneous is keeping um, good pace. Deidre as well is keeping a uh, good pace. Everybody, you guys uh, take, let's just, let's knock off, uh, let's knock off 5 HP uh, just through the uh, scrambling up of rocks yeah. and the way that you have to kind of, ha- you've had to kind of force yeah. yourself a little extra to, uh, keep going here. So you, um, I got small, took a little bit of a toll. I got small legs. You got, y'all got slow down or somebody's got to carry me. Here you go. Go up on my shoulders. Oh, okay. I told you all not to skip cardio with me. Yeah. You're just kind of lightly doop, 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 bouncing off the top of boulders and swinging through the branches. My movement speed is 45 per turn. So, oh yeah. I mean, uh, you're, you're practically waiting for Alice. Put Biscuit up there and, I Probably would only go down, down to 30. Bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go, yeah. And what you see in the mountain there is uh, this really large chasm. And it looks almost a little bit unnatural. It looks some sort of giant mining operation had maybe happened here some time ago. And the forest line just kind of cuts off through this strange-looking uh, hole um, that's right there uh, to the side. And... Uh, oddly enough, as you guys are going up, you're seeing this to one side, and in front of you is uh, an actual mine shaft. And you get up to uh, the mine shaft, and Alistair leads you directly inside. He says, uh, "Stay close. It could be it could be dangerous in here. There could be traps. There could be anything to uh, slow us down as we go." Deidre, would you would you lead to make sure oh, that? Of course, darling. I'll keep an eye out. I go first and I move quickly but stealthily and I am looking for traps alright so uh, go ahead and roll a perception to find traps along the way moving fast 13 13 alright so as you're going actually you are able to um, kind of stop everybody you see that there is a uh, trip line uh, that's put down and that it has, uh, it's holding up a bunch of boulders that if you would have tripped on it, it would have maybe collapsed on a bunch of people. All right, uh, darlings, we're going to want to mind this one, and I'll point it out to them. Um, does it look like the sort of thing where I could maybe disarm it yeah, without it seems, triggering it's, it? Yeah, it's totally simple. It's just like a line on a stake that's holding up a, um, a piece of lumber, so you could just snip it right there. 
you guys uh, keep venturing into these uh, mine shafts, and it, it seems like it becomes like this uh, labyrinth. And at certain points, Alistair has to kind of stop, and you guys try and um, figure out exactly where you're going. It's hard to tell the directions that you're going in, but you're heading kind of deeper and deeper uh, into these caves here. Eventually, you get to a spot where there is uh, this long shaft that is going almost at like a 45 maybe a 50 degree angle down and it looks you could go down pretty quick uh one way but going back up might take it a little might take some time to go down also going down safely might be uh, a trick as well i i have rope so how how far down does this shaft seem to go? It's pretty long. In fact, like you can kind of see where the end of it is, but there, it's such that there's like some boulders in the way that you can't really totally see the bottom. It's, it's super dark down there. Um, it I doesn't seem an infinite chasm, but not in favor of us barreling into this. I think we could probably be better. Oh, uh, uh, I have something that might be able to help, and I kind of wave my hands a little bit, and I'm going to cast Find Familiar, and this little bat pops up, and he goes... <laughs> and I'm like, oh, um, hey, can you can you head down there and uh, just check it out and make sure there's, everything's kosher and um, and just, you know, so he flaps. Right, goes, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I take my staff and I say, Summon Bat! And a little bat appears on the end of your seat. All right, go hey. keep that bat company. Defend uh, defend that bat over there. Oh, that's nice. They can be friends. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to make friends with anybody I don't know, okay? <laughs> and he, he kind of takes off and goes Just real slow Just sort of down. chat him up as you go. You know. Wait, your okay, bat can talk? Okay. Yeah, Do you really want chatty bats? I mean, isn't the whole point right now that we're trying to be incognito? I really don't know how this staff works, so I'm just I'm feeling it out as I go. As uh, as long as those bats don't come back with any bad news, I can head down. I'm pretty agile, being a cat and all. All right, the bats come back and um, they say, uh, it <laughs> says, uh, oh, it looks fine down there. It's just another spot. It's it's all right. How how was Biscuit's bat? Was he cool? He's okay. I don't know. <laughs> We're not into the same stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'll get. Out of I don't know. I mean, he's more into eating bugs. I'm into eating fruit, I'll so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, you know, uh, it's fine. All right. B- Biscuit's talking to his bat. It's like, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to make friends on the first day. It's fine. <laughs> you just, you know, you take it at your own pace, and, and it's fine. You know, it's like what we talked about. You don't talk to strange bats unless, unless they say... All right, if everyone's feelings are intact, can we please move on? All right, Arx is going to extend his claws and climb down all stealthy-like. All right, roll in athletics. Athletics? Can I do acrobatics uh, instead? Sure, if you're gonna do it, Grace, falling with Grace, yeah. I'm just gonna go for the slide. This, this seems fun. This, this Yanny, is like do you feel, this is like back home where this? when we used to, uh, you know, sit on potato sacks and and go down the the wheat fields that were on a steep angle, and we just slide down on our bottoms. It was good old time. Uh, Seventeen, incidentally. All right, so uh, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Uh, Rx bounds from rock to rock, heading down the way there. Rx, when you get to the bottom, you see that it is this um, kind of big cavernous area. It maybe looks like partially it was mined here and um, kind of has some big empty channels and places where it's been dug out. Uh, but this chamber area is pretty large in size. Who's next? I'm going down too. All right, you sliding on your butt? Yeah. All right. Uh, Rolling acrobatics. Acrobatics? Yeah. All right. 
Uh, with advantage, since you're sliding on your butt. Uh, 14. It's a very acrobatic move. 14. It's super acrobatic. Miss, uh, it's going. Wee-ha! <laughs> it's great. And uh, you get to the bottom, and uh, it's a perfect 10-point uh, landing. Uh, you're... <laughs> nice job, slingshot. I want to roll acrobatics. Do it. I go down like slip and slide style, like head first. Oh, what? Okay, roll on gravel. Disadvantage. What? No. <laughs> That's terrible. What a terrible idea. What? Why? They seem <laughs> to be fine. Every rock on the way down. Oh. <laughs> yes, because he was going on his butt. <laughs> Why is this whole podcast just us uh, like dumping on Zach? My first roll would have been a twenty, but with disadvantage, I rolled a one, so that's a nine. Oh, no. Nine total. All right, so um, it wasn't a good idea. Okay, yeah, but it wasn't a good idea. Um, you're, a bunch of dirt immediately gets into your face, and you can't you can't see, and so you kind of crack hit a hit a thing over here. A couple of boulders fall, and actually you you it does the thing where you get down to the bottom first, and then a big rock goes <laughs> and hits you on the very back, and your legs just go up like and then fall down. Yanni, my dear, how are you feeling about this right now? You ever hear of Jack and Jill, Deidre? And I grab Deidre's hand and I start running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, YOLO! <laughs> Not how Deidre wants to do it at all. But all right. Okay. That's okay. Both of you roll acrobatics. <sighs> Regular. Uh, 13. 19. 13 and 19. Okay, so... Um, you know, surprisingly, you're just kind of able to uh, keep a, a good step as you're going down, and um, uh, you both make it down uh, no problem at all. <laughs> See? Told you it'd work. Is everybody else okay? Oh, yeah, I'd say if we have fun, let's do it again. Can somebody lift this rock off me? I'm afraid you're dirty. Yeah. Just, I'll take care of that if you can, if you can move the rock. I should have, I should have used my butt. I'll, I'll help leverage the rock off. Is it, uh, is it dark in here? Do we need some light? Yeah, do we have torches or something? I cast dark vision on me and Yenny. Yay, thank you. Key points burned, but I will roll on the anklet of Puka. To Ooh. see if I get any of those points back. Forgot about that. Oh, I got one back. And hey! second one. All right. Mm, it only costs mm, one key mm, point. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, with, with dark vision, Yenny looks back up the, the sort of steep embankment or whatever, and it's like, <laughs> there were so many rocks. We could have run into all of them. That's great. Yes, that was a very real possibility, and I'm quite grateful that we didn't. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast mage armor on myself. All right, out from uh, one of the stalagmites that's down on the ground, um, Rx, you see a, a human man step out from behind that and kind of looks at all of you, and he has his hand on his sword, which is still sheathed in uh, his scabbard. Does he appear to see us? He does see, uh, he I mean, does we, see you all. It was quite a we sight. We just made a lot of noise. It was yeah. quite a sight. <laughs> Finally up. Uh, Behind you uh, slides Alistair. He comes down the embankment, joins up to the group of you, and he says, There he is, that's him, Remy Valiant. We cut back to the other group, 
and you are uh, heading up and you're entering this large cavern area and Remy is still kind of ahead and you're kind of um, back a little bit and you begin to hear all of this kind of rumbling noise. There's kind of like, it sounds like maybe a, a rock fall or something <laughs> happening and uh, a whole big commotion here. going up. <laughs> you certainly do. You hear some wild hooting and hollering and you step kind of in there and Remy looks back to you guys and kind of gives a signal um, with his hands that's like, be ready or like, you know, spread out. And uh, he begins to kind of step out into um, there. And you actually start to hear voices echoing in this um, cavern. And they're um, kind of talking and situating themselves. Eventually, you hear a voice say, that's him, Remy Valiant. Branch is going to have turned into a cave bear uh, when Remy told us to get ready. Okay. That is what he would do. Jarek will use a preliminary action to sacred weapon, to channel divinity to activate sacred weapon, which empowers his weapon to be all sorts of awesome. Uh, Carver will cast as a bonus action Branding Smite, which will imbue my carving knife with radiant energy, ready for my next attack. Remy says to the group in front of him, he says, I am Remy. <laughs> this is so weird to speak to myself. <laughs> Alistair says, it's time to pay for your crimes with your life. And uh, he draws his sword. Remy says, it doesn't have to be like this. So we'll go back to the other group. He says, it doesn't have to be like this. What other <laughs> <laughs> No, that was right. <laughs> No, You're in it. no, it's not right. It's Deidre. Deidre now. Yeah, you're Deidre. You got it. You got it. It's it's and Deidre. What other way could it possibly be? You are a a traitor and a defector. Why'd you blow up the headquarters? You hurt people. People are dead because of you. Possibly. Yeah, fireman, answer for your crimes. Hey, are, are do I see all them uh, all them standing like are they all next to each other? The other group? Yeah. Um, y'all can roll a um, perception if you're looking around, if you would look around to um, see if he was alone or not. Okay, I'm going to roll perception. Uh, 16, Biscuit. 12. 16. 16 and 12. So everybody else, uh, go ahead and roll a stealth check. <laughs> Wait, mm. which side? 13. Everybody who's not... Uh, team Slate. Everybody, team Slate. Right. No, no, that was team... Jarek. No. Just go Remy or Alistair. Okay. Oh, Remy, Re Team Remy. Valiant. Team Valiant. Roll. Yes, Team Remy. Roll stealth checks. 18 for Branch. Okay. 14 for Carver. Would be able to have advantage on his Cloak of Elven Kind, except it takes an action to pull up the hood for some reason. And I don't think he's done that. So it doesn't work. <laughs> this is the moment he needs it. He has a 13. <laughs> oh, 22 for Sarsa because of her boots of elven kind. So, Biscuit and Deidre, you see everybody who rolled less than your uh, perception check. Uh, so I, some of you do see 
Uh, so you do see, I believe, uh, a human man uh, who's trying to uh, grab his hood and desperately, oh, get it, oh, try it. He's trying to uh, put on some sort of clothes. For some reason, it's a very epic slow motion move to put this stupid hood on. And make All right, uh, 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 Biscuit, Biscuit turns to um, Alistair and says, these guys are bad. He pulls out uh, another sword and he says, yes, this sword. The sword of the family Valiant was found in the middle of the explosion, and he throws it to Remy's feet. Remy looks down and sees, and sees the sword. You guys seeing it, you see uh, kind of a look of shock uh, that it that the the sword is there. He's kind of maybe didn't realize that he had uh, left it, or um, is just surprised to see. It. Alistair, are these guys bad? Are these bad news? Yes, they're the ones who destroyed the. The headquarters. Oh, that ain't gonna stand. And uh, uh, Biscuit's gonna cast Fireball. <laughs> well, now that's not very friendly, like. <laughs> and the whole cavern just. <laughs> and with that, with that blaze that happens, uh, you guys see the other group uh, catch on fire. Brightness of the flame that goes, and you see that there are uh, people accompanying uh, Remy that are hidden. Uh, behind there. Yeah, and he, 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 and he yells out, There's a bear! <laughs> <laughs> and a bear. With that, everybody go ahead and roll initiative for both of your characters. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hate you, Jeff. <laughs>